You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. You're listening to Mike on the Mic on GGR Pirate Radio. I'm full, and yet I know if I stop eating this, I'll regret it. It's four-leaf clover. Make a wish. Wish you weren't so fucking awkward, bud. This is called Pirate Radio. And now, your host, Mike Luxford. (laughs) Hello, all you internet radio listeners out there. My name is Mike Lunsford, and this is another wonderful episode of Mike on the Mic. I've brought back... I would say, and we've talked about this before in previous episodes, that, like... All the people at GGR, all of us here involved, have like a pretty good working understanding and knowledge of, of all the geeky nerdy things. But certain people know more about certain stuff. One of the when it comes to media, when it comes to television, when it comes to movies, there's one that stands above all of us, okay? And and not only that, his knowledge, but he's also he's personable, he's funny, and he's a nice dude. And he's a good dude. Those are all important things in the books of, of GGR. Because, you know, we got a mantra, you know, it's don't be a juice bag. So I can't bring juice bags on here, can I? Of course not. We know. We've tested him. We've sent it back to the lab. It's come back. He is 99% juice bag free. His name is James Rambo. What's up, everybody? Ooh, podcast time with Rambo. Yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah. We, <laughs> we, we are going to be talking about... I would. I know it's. I know it's my favorite show. I'm. I'm pretty sure it's like up there with you. I don't know if it's your absolute favorite show of all time, but it's definitely like highly ranked. Where does Justify? It's definitely yeah. false. To you? It's. It's. I don't know. I'd, I'd say it's my favorite, but I don't know that I pick a favorite. Um, I don't know. I'm. I'm. I'm it's. It's very high up. It's, it, it holds great favor in my heart. Okay, and that's. That's fair. I know some people can't do like a number one when it comes to things like that. And I get that. uh, With me, though, it was just one of those like Justified really hit like all of the parameters for me. Initially, the plan was I was going to do one of our lovely What to Watch articles about this because it's my favorite show. And I started writing it. And not that I don't enjoy writing because I do, but I'm also lazy sometimes. And words spoken are sometimes easier to formulate than words written and in this high time that we live in in the in the time of quarantine um i just i would rather podcast because honestly like writing is kind of a solo venture you know you get people to read it and they they edit it for you and, and such but like i this is now a collective thing this is now a team thing this is something i can share with somebody else that loves the show just as much as i do and uh, we can tell you guys how much we love it and you can listen to us talk about how much we love it but then also you can go on hulu and you can watch it because all five seasons of the show are on hulu right now so you should definitely check it out so let's talk about the world of deputy u.s marshal raylan givens um one of the things that's really interesting about this and i and i've mentioned it on ggr before but i want to mention it again because it's like one of my biggest regrets uh years and years and years ago before the site even existed um i was in philadelphia and uh, Chuck Palahniuk, the guy who wrote Fight Club, was there doing a book signing and like a, um, a speaking tour and stuff like that. So we got tickets. Um, Sandy and I had just started dating. Uh, so this is like easily like 13, 14 years ago. And 
while we were standing in line, there was this old dude sitting at the front of the Philadelphia Free Library um, signing books, right? And I recognized the oh, name only no. slightly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it was El- it was Elmore oh, Leonard. Oh no! It was it was Elmore oh, Leonard, no. and I I hadn't become knowledgeable or accustomed to any of his stuff yet. Like I wasn't really into it because like I I saw it and I was like the name re- registered and I was like Elmore Leonard. He's he's written stuff and I look at Sandy and she's like oh no. Um, so I went over to him and I was like, and I, and I put on my best guess. I was like I think this is the guy that wrote Get Shorty, and she was like well if you go over there and you say and he didn't you're gonna look like an asshole and i was like i'm willing to do that so i went over there and i was like hey i didn't know you were here today but like i, I really loved get shorty and he was like oh thank you you know did you read the book or did you re- watch the movie i was like i watched the movie but i actually went back and read the book too and he was like well hey i really appreciate that and he shook my hand and that was i mean i didn't have a camera at the time because camera phones were not a thing really yet then but like yeah he was really cool he was really really nice and i felt like an asshole because i fell in love with his stuff after the fact and it bums me out because if if only I had known, if only it had been like four or five years later, I would have been like, dude, sign this, please, because I would have I have like like three of his books like sitting on my shelf right now. Um, but Justified is what made me fall in love with with Elmore Leonard. Um, this show, like they, they say oftentimes, like, oh, you'll read something. And then, you know, when the movie or the TV show comes out, you want to watch it. It was the other way around for me. And I don't know how how common that is for people, but this show just seems to be like the perfect confluence of old and new. Um, and I wanted to kind of ask you about that. Cause that, that's one of the reasons I like it is you have this old Western, like gunslinger lawman mentality with Raylan Givens in a modern world. And they discuss that a lot at great lengths and the dialogue and the pacing and the stories are all that same sensibility, but modernized and the language is modern. And like the jokes are like, are cutting and fresh. And like, what is it about justified that, that really hit with you? What, what was it that were that like, as soon as you watched it, you were like, Oh, this is a show that I'm really going to dig. So Timothy Olfen is a guy whose career I've been following since go. Uh, it's this movie Doug Lyman did back in the late nineties. Um, and he just seems so fucking cool, man. Like, when I grow up, I want to be some combination of Sam Rockwell and Timothy Olyphant. Um, <laughs> and so, see, like, it was just a, a confluence of a bunch of different factors. Uh, him as the lead and, uh, you know, it being based on Elmore Leonard's story. Um, this was right when FX was starting. Fuck, they just shot, like, I had, like the end of the episode. Like, what? what's going on? Um and yeah, it it just really grabbed me. Like I've I've always had a, um, my my dad really got me into westerns when I was a kid. Um, I, that's not that's not fair to say. When I was a kid, he would watch them a lot, and he would try <laughs> to get me into them, and it never really grabbed me. But as I got older on my own, um, I kind of went back and revisited a lot of that, and it really had a, a greater appreciation for it after the fact. Um. So yeah, like badass, cool cowboy Timothy Oliphant, written by Elmore Leonard. Like that's all it took. You know, it's interesting that you say that because that's that like very, very similar. My dad is big into westerns, like loves John Wayne. Um, and like I never really got into it as a kid, but as I got older, like I remember watching Tombstone with him and, and like really enjoying that, and then finally watching Unforgiven and being like, 
why didn't I watch this with you before? And he was like, I was trying to tell you, he didn't listen. And like, yeah, I've, I've totally gotten into Westerns, which kind of is a callback to what we started the year with when we did the first Mike on the Mic of the year, uh, when we talked about Westerns. Like, it's it's interesting that we're kind of going back to this because it's not it's not so much a Western justified as it is kind of a Western, but also like a, a cop procedural show, but also like a crime of the week kind of thing, too. But then there's like there's the running storyline that goes through every, through every single series uh, or every every season of the series. But like. The, the th- I think the thing that impressed me about this the most is that, like, typically with these, like, white hat cowboys that Gibbons is supposed to represent, they're they're kind of, like, not indestructible. But most of your heroes tend to be in stories like this. But Raylan is flawed. And, like, he gets his ass kicked on a regular basis. Like, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the episode. He's in a bar. And, like, I can't remember exactly what's happening. But, like... He basically picks a fight with one dude. They go outside and two dudes beat the beat the shit out of him. And like <laughs> the guy like takes his hat and Raylan comes back and like very easily could have started some shit. But was just like, listen, I'm going to give you 20 bucks. We'll call it even. And I'm going to get my hat back. And then the guy realizes that he's a U.S. Marshal. So he kind of backs down. But like it was just again, it's one of those things where like your hero takes it on the chin on a regular basis. But like. It, he just accepts it. It's not like a thing where it's this macho bullshit with him where it's like, well, now I have to defend my honor. He just he gets it. He's like, sometimes I'm going to get my ass kicked and there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm going to put up a hell of a fight. But like that's that's one of the things I like about him, too, is that like he's realistic. And like, if anything, God, he is always cool. Like he he always has some sort of plan, even if it backfires on him. Like he's always he he seems like he's always got a, got a way out of a situation and that's like it's always a, i mean like who doesn't want to be somebody like that he's like country batman like country batman the the way raylan is played is and like you know sometimes that's played from prepared school and it's just people from, yeah you take yourself way too seriously. Like, come on, man. What are you doing? Uh, and usually people like either um, Winona or um, uh, somebody else in the office just making fun of him. Um, very often, uh, Art, the uh, his boss, um, just, you know, taking the piss out of him because that's a thing that's really important for this character. Because he's... Aging and, and like you know the dialogue's really good and it just makes him seem you know extra cool and like they'll have scenes where you'll 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 talk about the way he functions even within the world. Um, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I think it was I think it was Neil McDonough's character um, when uh, goes on on uh, uh, on wins when Duffy's bus or his bus is uh, um, Vigo. Yeah, and he. Th- yeah, he throws a bullet at him and he says yeah. the next one's going to be coming a lot faster. Yeah. And then later on, somebody references that. They're like, man, that's fucking cool. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, even within the world itself, it's like, yeah. oh, man, that was that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that's and like that. That's another thing you brought up there right there. Neil McDonough, like he played Robert Corals in, an, uh, in a season. He was like the big bad for that season. The, the supporting cast 
because we got it. We've we've oh. already stated Timothy Oliphant is just phenomenal in this show. Just like the 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 epitome of cool. Like every dude wants to be him. Every woman wants to be with him. Like that's Raylan Givens, and the the bad guys and the supporting characters in this series are phenomenal. Like. Walton Goggins, like if first off, if you don't know that name, you are doing yourself a huge disservice because one, he's fantastic as Boyd Crowder in the entire series. But two, if you never saw The Shield, he was great uh, in The Shield. He's done, God, I can't even, he's, there are a million other series that he's that he's been in, but he's just a just a great actor across the board. Um, the guy who plays Art, uh, Nick Searcy, he's just fantastic. Um, we talked about him the other day. We were texting about him um, about Tim. And I can never remember what Tim, um, his the actor's name is. I'm gonna look him up real quick. Have you watched uh, Sneaky Pete? No, I haven't. Oh man, it's a lot of the same creators on okay. that as on Justified. I think actually the, the showrunner is the same guy. Well, then I'm gonna have to take a look at that then. But um, Jacob Pitts is the guy's name. Is uh, is Tim Gutterson. But, um, yeah, like he's, you see these characters that are like supporter, like supporting actors. Right. And then they get their chance to shine too. They get their chance to, you get to build some depth. There was the season where, um, Tim is dealing with his friend who was also enlisted because Tim is a, uh, was a ranger, uh, sniper and, uh, served in Afghanistan. And one of his, um, one of the soldiers that served with him is having a really, really hard time with drug addiction and things like that. And you really get some depth of character with Tim too. And like the same thing with Rachel, like I fucking love Rachel. She's fantastic. Like, Rachel's fantastic. Oh. Yeah. Like she's like, she's the one that follows the rules and she just kind of rolls her eyes at, at, at Raylan's bullshit. And like at, at various points, like she's, and she's a, a an African American woman and like, it gets brought up in rural Kentucky many times, but like Raylan always, has her back and she always has Raylan's back and like they're just a wonderful character. Again, we I mentioned Nick Cersei's art, um, but Neil McDonough is, is one of the bad guys in one of the uh, seasons. Uh, you get uh goddamn Sam Elliott. Fuck. Very I much. forgot Sam Elliott did... was even in that show. Yeah. How he's only in like I... that last season. How did I blank on Sam Elliott? Cause he was fucking gold in that. Like he could well, honestly, honestly like he's, he's wonderful. But he's it's I honestly think it's it's a test for the show overall that, you know, we could do a show. We do an episode just about the supporting cast. Yeah. I mean, Margot Martindale and Jeremy Davies and Ron Eldred and in season two, uh, Alicia Uh, Witt and Mary Steenburgen and. Dude, it's Amy Smart. Fucking Amy yeah. Smart's on the show for like nine seasons, nine episodes. Yeah. Um, which, which, yeah, if you're man, a dude our age, she is. She she falls in the same category <laughs> as Rachel. Clear. Like, that's that's like on the GGR like wish list for all the dudes. It's like it's Rachel I, True. I, Amy Smart is also on that category. Caught, uh, uh, the majority of Varsity Blues the other night and did not turn it off. Um. <laughs> But yeah, also, man, Pat, fucking Pat Oswalt, Michael Malley. Mike. Yeah. Good. Now I was gonna just say personal favorite is um is uh Road Trip. She's in that. Yeah. 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 Michael Malley. By the way, <laughs> Michael Malley in a serious role because I've only seen him in guts and in comedies and like he's a he's fucking scary as like a mob enforcer. I, like I was like good for Malley, you, Michael Malley. Like the rare 
the, yeah, the rare, not just dramatic role, but the rare, like, villain role. Yeah. Um, fucking Garrett Dillahunt. Garrett Dillahunt is scary on Justified. It's Ty Walker. Oh, man. He's so fucking good. Yeah. He gets so many great seasons. I mean, the, the whole second season uh, with the Bennett with the Bennett clan, like, was just phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just a- absolutely. just bitch. Exactly. Like, it was just such... Yeah, everything was great about this show. Like there I can't really point to anything that I that like I didn't like about it. Like that's that's the thing is normally most shows I have something where there's like a like a thing that I'm like, you know, I really got tired of this or like this really got on my nerves. No, like Justified was one of those shows that like I didn't have an issue with. And like the thing that I liked about it really was that like a lot of times rewatching this cuz it had been years since I'd watched this the series and Sandy and I watched the entire thing from start to finish. And like one, I completely forgotten about episodes or it's possible I missed an episode because I was watching it on network TV. But like the stories were still fresh. Like there wasn't anything where I was like, oh, well, this is going to happen. And, I'm, I, you know, I, I see this coming a mile away. No, I was still like surprised by stuff. I was like, I do not remember this happening or man, this is way more shocking than I remember. And like it was yeah, just it, it, it holds up. Like, that's the other thing is some TV ages quickly and like it's outdated. But this is like I feel like this is not timeless, but like you can still watch this and like it not feel dated at all. Well, the focus isn't on technology. It's not on like the the, the it's there's a concept. There's not a gimmick like it's it's not supposed to be like, oh, we took this country U.S. Marshal and then dropped him into a big city. Like there's, it's not, it's a fish out of water story in, in in the weirdest way possible because it's not that he doesn't belong. He belongs perfectly, and that's what makes him uncomfortable. Because really, if he, he had stayed in Harlan, um, he would end up like he would have ended up like his father. Yeah. Uh, which is why you get him leaving. Um. It's funny when when the when the show first starts, and I mean like literally within the first five minutes, that's the fish out of water story because you see this dude full on dressed like a cowboy in Miami, restaurant like beachside restaurant in Miami, yeah. um, which does make a lick of sense in terms of the visual. Um, but yeah, man. Well, I was saying, um, do you know about the other uh, Elmer Leonard connection in the show? Oh, Karen Sisko shows up. Karen Sisko shows up, but yeah. not in name because uh, they, they ABC don't have the rights. Or NBC to it. owned the rights. Yeah. Uh huh. So yeah, if you uh, irritatingly enough was is so complex a reference that I wasn't able to properly get it on the trivia on I. IMDb because they're like yeah. we don't know. I'm like oh well. <laughs> she, okay. Yeah, because she, she says um, he's about to say the name and she goes no 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 I'm divorced now and I was like oh I see what they did there okay like <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I'm yeah use my maiden name <laughs> yeah um, also uh, while we're adding um, ladies uh, from television and movie to the list uh, Carla. Uh, Gugino gets on that list as well. So, Carl Gugino is, oh my God, that woman is. Um, I am, I am like seventy percent more likely to watch something if she's in it. 
um give, give on uh i think on showtime called thief yeah that i really want to watch that she's she plays lead in but yeah there's so many gorgeous people on this show too first of all timothy oliphant like <laughs> yes. come on man how dare you yeah um but Joel Carter is as as Ava and yeah. Um, I mean, shit. Tim's a good-looking guy. Like, there's no getting around that. Um, and don't I mean, act like don't act like, like with art. Like everybody has like, you, you wish you had like a dad. <laughs> like art, art is like the perfect like dad figure because like the whole time Raylan just wants his approval and art's not giving it to him because Raylan's kind of a dickhead. And like when when art like shows That's... his age, like I can't remember who it was they caught, but like art catches some bank thief. Um, at an airport who's trying to make a run for an airplane uh, so he can fly to Mexico. And Art is like, don't make me chase you down, man. I got bad knees. Like, that is, like, one of my favorite <laughs> scenes. Like, it was just absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's the it's the whole, like, mystery about the uh, the guy who killed himself, right? Who, like, or he was, like, a, like a banker or something who who died and, like, they, they kind of like, faked his own death. Basically, yeah. Like, I can't remember exactly that one because, like, they do that as a whole season later when they do the whole um, uh, Shelby slash uh, Drew Thompson thing because Drew Thompson was a Detroit tough guy who shot Theo Tonin in the eye and then ran off with a bunch of his money. That's a great season. Like, that that whole season is fantastic. Like, just absolutely wonderful. And, like... Patton Oswald. How did we not mention him? Like <laughs> Patton Oswald. Yeah, man. Constable Bob. Yeah. Constable. He's only in there for six episodes, which I was sure he would be in there for more. Um Mike, I have a, a piece of, of justified trivia for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. So of the six lead, of, of six of the lead characters in the series, um Raylan Get well actors, we'll say. Uh Timothy Oliphant, Nick Cersei, Joel Carter. Jacob Pitts, Erica Tazel, who plays uh, uh, Rachel, and Walton Goggins, who has not been in every single episode. One of these people has not showed up in every episode. Huh. And it's yeah. only by a few, but it's but but it is by a couple. I would say I would have to guess art because uh, or Nick Cersei because there were episodes where he was. Um, on the mend after um, Michael Rappaport shot him in mm-hmm. like season four. Um, or it would be Rachel because she, for whatever reason, just wasn't in an episode. I'm not sure. That's a really good question though. Who? Walton Goggins is only credited as appearing in 74 of the 78 episodes of the show. So there's four episodes where there's no Boyd Crowder. Huh? No Boyd Crowder. I'm trying to remember what episodes there are. I mean, it doesn't matter, but like, that's interesting. Boyd. So the, the character of Boyd Crowder, um, as we're talking about like individual seasons and and individual characters, but the show is really, when it boils down to, it's about Raylan and Boyd. Um, and in the first episode, there's a, a bookmark, not a bookmark, but a bookend, um, both, both the first episode and then the last episode, but it recurs throughout the entire series. Uh, and it's the line, we dug coal together. Yeah. Um, and that is a, a, a sentiment that is um, so weighted and filled with like pathos and, and sentiment and, 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 and 
Um, and just, just like, it, it's this perfect youth, like, like metaphor for the entirety of the, of their relationship. Um, no matter what, at the end of the day, we have to watch out for each other. Like we have a bond that you're not really going to understand, um, because of this hardship that we went through. Um, like it's, it's this, it's this like country equivalent of like, we went to war together. Yeah. Um, and one of, one of my, my favorite scenes is, um, I think it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a boy's bar. Somebody, uh, confronts him and calls him on the fact that it's like, Oh, well, you know, you, 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 you're a criminal and you used to be a, re- you know, you were a reverend and you were a, you know, a fucking like a, a skinhead Nazi who was like blowing up churches and shit, you know, which are you? And, and they write into the show this complexity for the character. Cause when you first meet Boyd, like he has, he, he blows up a church. He's got a swastika tattooed on his arm. Uh, and he's just this white supremacist asshole. And from the second episode on, they change his character uh, or, or, or they make a change to him. Like there is a change in his character. Um, and I honestly mean like, you know, they, Oh, they rewrote him. Um, so much as they write into the show that he has a change of heart and he, and he, he, um, has this change in himself where he's like, all right, I gotta, I gotta stop acting like an asshole in this particular function or fashion. Um, but, but Boyd's response is like, I'm all of those things. Like I'm a person and that means I'm complicated and, and involved and complex. Um, and the show not shying away from the fact that there's been all these big changes with him. Um, cause we're following him over, over a period of years. Uh, I always thought that was really interesting that they, they not just shot, I'm not just didn't shy away from it, but outright confronted it. Cause it's a, it's a pretty valid criticism you could offer. Um, is the idea that his character changes so much over, uh, over the seasons. Um, Ultimately, like, you know, the core of the character stays the same, even though the surface kind of shifts. Well, the interesting thing about it, too, is if you've read the short story, Fire in the Hole, uh, Boyd dies. Like, he shoots him to death at that kitchen table. At, uh, at no David shit. I didn't, I've yeah. never actually read it. Yeah. Yeah. He, like, he guns him the fuck down. And they changed it specifically because... Walton Goggins is so goddamn good as an actor. They were like, we got it. We got this dude as Boyd. We need to, we need to fire this cannon a little bit more. And like, honestly, I'm glad they did because you get to see that like, yeah, he tries to like change himself and better himself, but ultimately he is who he is. And it's the same thing with Raylan. Like they are the yin and yang to each other. And like, again, there's that common thread that we, we dug coal together, but then you also get this like, almost like coyote and roadrunner sensibility, like, like Tom and Jerry, like their, their struggle is what defines their relationship. And in the end, does Raylan kill him? No, Raylan puts him behind bars because it wasn't yeah. about gunning him down. It was about like putting him yeah. away. I could have kill, killed you any number of times. That's not what this is about. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah, it's. Okay, I wish I could be more expressive about this, but it's just, it's just so fucking good. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I want to be, be more like, uh, you know, uh, 
beer and my intentions and my enjoyment of it. But it's just like it, it's it's something I'm so passionate about because it's just so well done. Agreed, a hundred percent. Because that that's what that's what I really enjoy about the show too is that like. A lot of the things that I love that are nerdy and geeky, like my wife just doesn't get into. She's not into Star Trek. She's not into Star Wars. Hey, cool. That's fine. But there's certain things that I can share with her. I was able to watch all of Justified with her, and she enjoyed it just as much as I did. And she's laughing at the same jokes that I am. Like, because the show's not just like cop drama. It's not like Law and Order SVU. It's funny. I actually would would stack it up that it's better than those shows because it it's way funnier. And like I, I I also feel that every TV show has its lifespan and that like running for like 30 seasons is not like a good thing um, because you're going to just repeat yourself. Not over and ideal. Over again. Yeah. 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 And like it, it just seems like at that point, it's just like a challenge. It's like, hey, what can we possibly do to, to extend this further? Like, I feel like that's what the Simpsons do. But like Justified was able to tell a story and that's it. They told their story. This is the character. This is where he went. This is point A. He started here, and this is where he ends, point B. And, like, you see the character growth, too. Because remember what, what Nona said to him in the first episode when he broke into their house? He's, she's, they're sitting out on the, uh, on the deck, and she goes, you're the angriest man I've ever known. Yeah. And, like, as we get further into the series at the very end, I'm trying to remember exactly what she says to him, but I'm pretty sure she said, you're the most stubborn man I know. Yeah. yeah, but it That's shows that right. like, yeah, but it shows that he's no longer that same person. And like that, that's another thing, too, is like the relationship between the two of them. Like she loves him, you know, she does. And, you know, he loves her. But like they can't have a, a regular husband and wife relationship because of who he is and because she can't. She can't basically like I think she even says it. She's like, I can't lay awake at night wondering whether or not you're going to come home. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a you know, it's a classic uh, trope, um, but it's played really well. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's the other thing about it, too, is like there's pro there's a little bit of jealousy. You know, like when when she when they're in Miami and the end at the end of the series um, and she's got her uh, her new boyfriend or husband or whatever he is. And like he calls Raylan's daughter punk, which is short for pumpkin. And he yeah, Raylan yeah. looks at her and he goes, why did he call my daughter punk? And she's like, it's short for pumpkin. And he just kind of like kind of like simmers for a second. He's like, all right, I'll let it go. But like it's that like in that scene is a perfect example of how he's changed because when he's around his daughter and like she's playing on the playground and she's like can i have more ice cream and he gives her ice cream he's like all right but just tell your mom that i gave you ice cream because uh, you said your abcs and she's like okay and they do that and then she runs away uh to go play some more and um winona looks at him and she goes she's been doing her abcs for like six months she's got you wrapped around her finger and like it just it just shows that like this like this hardened cop, you know, this like just this man of the law and justice, like is just he just loves his little girl and would do anything for her. And like it, it's it's awesome to see that kind of depth out of a character instead of just like I'm law man. And that's all he is. Yeah, no, everybody in the show is fully realized. Yeah. Um, there's three dimensions to every character. Um which is 
a welcome change from a lot of things because uh, shows that have run longer have had characters. Yeah. And like to be able to get that sort of depth out of essentially, which it was just a short story and Raylan pops into like a few other novels and things like that. But like what's even cooler about that is like because of Justified, Elmore Leonard wrote more Raylan Givens books. <laughs> and I think that that's awesome. You know, like, he was like, well, great. yeah, yeah. Like he's got this character and then he's like, wait a second, we can do more with this. Well, hell yeah, let's do that. Like it, it was just a really, it, it brought life back into that character. And it, it, he's still like one of my favorite, uh, like one like characters across the board for like any, any series that I've seen, like just the way that uh, he's portrayed is just like, again, like just, just very well done and very deep. Um, I wanted to ask you, Rambo, did you feel that the series got shortchanged? Do you think, did you feel that they needed more seasons or did they, they were able to tell the story appropriately or did it feel cut off to you? No, I, I, I thought, I mean, I, I, the ending of the show has always been kind of odd for me. Um, not bad. It just sort of, I don't know. Like, it's not that it even petered out. It just, it wrapped things up a little once it was it was it seemed like there was a, a, a sort of a delay in terms of like all right we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that we're gonna get to that oh shit we're, um which is weird because that imp- that seem seemingly directly implies like oh well they must have like not gotten the proper time they needed so much as it felt comfortable it felt like the the creators were very comfortable with the characters with wherever they were and so by the time it came when it came time to um there's there seemed to be this sort of sprint to the finish line Uh, yeah so to answer the question i think that they got the time they needed i don't know if that time was used as well as it could have been yeah i see what you're saying i i feel like if they had one more season it would have been maybe better but ultimately like I'm I'm completely happy with the entire series as a whole and like there's there's so many great lines like to this day like still one of my favorite lines is one we use on the podcast all the time I always put it on like the the end when we're doing like the I, I call it like the post show credits you ever hear the saying you run into an asshole in the morning you ran into an asshole you run into assholes all day you're the asshole what and like yeah. it's it's such a great it's such a great line because like again it's like it's it's telling you like you know it's always easier to place blame on anybody else but placing blame on yourself is is a more difficult task but like yeah absolutely like just just absolutely fantastic series um is it hard like for for me like i you've mentioned that you've seen him in other things that you really like him as an actor but like for me for timothy oliphant it's one of those things where if i see him in other stuff i'm like oh what's railing up to like that's who he is to me. <laughs> See, I have I have that problem with with Walton Goggins to a degree because I'd yeah. seen him in other things, yeah. but not as fleshed out as in uh, Injustified. Yeah. So for me, like, I, I'm trying to think of a show that he hasn't played a bad guy or a heavy in. Um, yeah, I got nothing. Uh, so anytime I see Walton Goggins, I'm like. You're the bad guy. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, sounds good. Um, 
Yeah, he does but, play, but no, he does play we, a piece of shit very well. <laughs> yes, he does. He's, yeah. I mean, like, can smile, man. Like, he's yeah. he's got a very particular look. Um, and I mean, hey, man's getting paid, so. But, uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely more an issue. Like, and, and similarly, I, I had the same problem with Jacob Pitts, who plays Tim. Um, you know, you know, when I whenever I see Nick Cersei and something else, I'm just like, hey, it's art. Um, but with with Olafin, like I'd seen him in so many other things beforehand, um, that he's not like the show isn't necessarily my direct association with him. Yeah, I know, I gotcha. Um, there's a, a show that's on um, TBS that um, is now on. Uh, it's either Hulu or Netflix. I can't remember which one it is. And Natalie Z is in it. Uh, the Detour. And like every time I see her, I'm like, what is why is Winona with this other dude? Like, why is she with um, <laughs> Jason Jones? This doesn't make sense. Like, she's supposed to be with Raylan or like somebody else. And she's supposed to be in Miami. But like the, I actually really enjoy the detour, too. So if you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's it's pretty enjoyable. But um, overall, yeah, like it's it's funny, like how, how you kind of associate certain actors with their roles. Like that's kind of the way I feel Schwarzenegger is, too. Like Schwarzenegger isn't a, an actor in the sense that it's like, oh, he's transformed for this role. No, it's just like, it's like, oh, hey, we're in, um, you know, sword and sorcery era, and there's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I know he's Conan, but no, nah, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Come on, like it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger with sword and long hair. Like it's yeah, yeah. certain yeah. things. There's no escaping associations. Mike. Oh, there you are. Okay. Lost you for just a second there. And so it's getting better. Hey. <laughs> it's improving. <laughs> what the hell, man? We gotta figure out why why your your Skype connection for whatever reason is is like not I don't know what it is, man. Uh, I mean, seemingly fine. Uh, my my router is like, you know, two rooms away and yeah. behind like three walls. So Ah. Okay. You know, that and like, you know, you've got tinfoil all around your computer and the router and uh, well, obviously, yeah, obviously, yeah, lead lined walls, you know, so super, yeah, lead lined walls so Superman can't see you changing. I mean, obviously, like nobody needs that guy. I know with his x-ray vision and shit like um, I think that we've we've really overall the consensus here is. If you haven't watched Justified, fucking watch it. Stop being a dick and watch Justified. That's that's basically like the thesis here of, of what we're telling you. Um, Quit wasting our time and get on it. Yeah. So let's let's do this. What we'll do is we'll go ahead and wrap up here in uh, in just a minute. What I want to do is I also because I love picking your brain when it comes to this stuff because you kind of get the other stuff that's going on and it's not you're not just like seeing movies at face value. You get like the subtext that's going on here too. Um, we're turning this into essentially an extended episode of what to watch. Um, what, like, what are you watching right now? Movies, TV, like, what are you watching that you highly recommend for other people to pick up? Uh, me and Katie watched, uh, troop zero today. It's on, it's a Amazon original. Um, so obviously it's on Amazon prime. Uh, it is sweet and earnest, um, a movie about, a little girl who 
gets the opportunity to, or wants to get the opportunity to um, have her voice recorded on the NASA golden record that they're going to uh, send out in space. Oh, um, nice. So it's a period piece. Uh, and the whole movie is, is it's just, I mean, it, it's uh, the new one. Um, a group of like, you know, ragtag kind of, um, you know, misfit toys kids gets pulled together um and you know all the outsiders become friends um but it is so performed and really funny and sweet at a time when it can feel uh, um very tough to get through the day uh, it is very much a movie that uh was welcome to, to me and uh brought it here to my a couple times um but yeah it's uh Bela davis and allison janney and jim gaffigan and mike epps has a little role in there um yeah it's it's really sweet and funny and, and you, the fucking kids in the movie are adorable um so yeah, that's something we watched today um yeah man uh tv i'm i'm almost done with my parks and rec rewatch like this will be like the third or fourth time nice um <sighs> I have to. I have to ask because because I talked to you about it the other day. I have to know because I am a huge Warner Herzog fan in general. Um, one of my favorite documentaries <laughs> documentaries of all time is Grizzly Man. Um, you did it was for a different podcast that you this came up, but I wanted basically like the other podcast and you can mention I don't I don't remember who it was, but like please let's give them a shout out too. But um, the the task was miscast a superhero. And you chose Warner Herzog as Superman, and you wrote a little bit as Superman in Warner Herzog. I, I read it and I heard it in his voice. It was it was so well written. <laughs> but like you also said, you could do a Warner Herzog impersonation. I have to hear this. I, I will not claim that this is the best, but I think it's pretty good. Um, no, the uh, um, Paprika, uh, P O P R I K A, uh, Daryl Mansell is hardest working man in show business right now uh dude to put out uh, like a number of podcasts on a variety of different uh uh subjects and they're actually doing a um a big sci-fi netflix party watch today um the paprika uh uh, facebook group is phenomenal um really, really well cultivated for the most part, not many assholes in there. Um, and the ones that do appear tend to get weeded out pretty quick. Um, but yeah, yeah, so so somebody posted in there, um, basically they were, they were saying, I'm sick and tired of people bitching and moaning about, about the casting of certain things. Um, so we're going to do a fan, let's do some fan casting, but let's do it, you know, turn it on its head and miscast uh, a superhero. Um and I probably spent a good 30 to 45 minutes just going through and being like, Betty White's Captain America. Um, <laughs> just as many examples of that kind of shit as possible. But my favorite was definitely, and the one that actually inspired a uh, um, a bit of, of a monologue was definitely where hers log in Superman. Um, so here goes. <laughs> I, come, I come from the planet Krypton, Edward. One of many tragedies that has befallen me is the now toxic nature of my once home planet. 
even upheaval from there is enough to cause radiation poisoning. I truly can never go home again. Here's your cat, little girl, safe from the trip. But for how long? Up, up, und away. The best is that he's given this monologue to a little girl that he yeah. just got out of the tree. <laughs> this little girl's like, that's great, Superman. Um, Thanks. You know, like... Thank, thank you, Superman. Yes, <laughs> we will all die. <laughs> the only constant in the universe is entropy. Oh, my God. Like, I, I think that, like, I love that he is self-deprecating enough that he understands what he is. The fact oh, that he was fuck. on Parks yeah. and Rec and he's, he's like trying to sell the house to Chris Pratt. <laughs> and it, is this horse? How, how, was this a doll factory? No, it was a place where people who went insane from working on the assembly line <laughs> were kept. And I'm like, oh God, this is great. And it's like, have you heard just, about like, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, and his, his line that just sells it, I'm moving to Orlando so I can be closer to Disneyville. I was like, yes! <laughs> just, like, straight-faced the entire time, because he's a goddamn professional. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the job. Um, no, the hearing the stories of Orion set, uh, they're, like, the two in particular that stand out are, one, they weren't quite sure how um how the puppet was gonna look yeah. on film yeah how baby baby okra the yodeling oh. yes yes the yodeling the yeah. the we it um so they they would shoot multiple scenes with the puppet and then they would shoot a plate without the puppet so they could you know then go back and and digitally add it and when Herzog found this out, he got so irritated. He's like, you're cowards. You're all cowards. No, you have to commit. You have to commit to what you've made. And, and he got so fucking agitated with them. But apparently he, he would also, there'd be scenes where he'd be, you know, he'd have a scene with the, the, the baby Yoda puppet. And he would start to direct the puppet oh in God. something that he wasn't directing. He, <laughs> so he'd be he as an actor would be giving direction to a puppet uh not, not the actor or the puppeteer but the puppet <laughs> you have to commit you have to show me that you care <laughs> it's just fucking but, I mean, it really is because who's gonna tell warner herzog to like hey man can you fuck off like no one's gonna do that like it's... you, you Apparently there would be there would be times when the when the whoever director on set was would be like Werner, we're, it, no, we got it. No, thank you, but it, I I need you to focus on your lines. I I really need you to focus on the scene. He's, I just I cannot work with unprofessionals. And <laughs> just so fucking. But yeah, like yeah. <laughs> I He's... I want to read children's books with that accent. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? Like. It's a, it's... had a giant purple crayon and he would draw all the time. <laughs> I would not eat them in a car. I would not eat them very far. I would not eat them here or there. Sam. I would not eat them anywhere. Sam. <laughs> to these green eggs and ham 
is absolutely considering you are not long for this world. <laughs> but he didn't understand is that it was botulism that made the eggs green in the first place. <laughs> oh shit, this is a new thing we're going to do on the podcast now. It's like just, just commentary by Warner Herzog. <laughs> Oh my god, I just, I have to find other things to read, like, as Warner Herzog now. Hang on, like, I gotta find something good. Like, live, laugh, love. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just figured it out. (laughs) Hang on. Hang on. I just, I just figured it out. I'm gonna surprise you with it, but I gotta find one. Hang on. Yeah, okay. Yep, found yeah. it. Okay. All right, here we go. Give it up for my sister all right now. Everybody put your hands together. Do we have any single ladies in the house tonight? All the single ladies. <laughs> all the single ladies. All the single ladies. All the single ladies. Put nope. your hands up. <laughs> up in the club. Just broke up. I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> oh man, this has got legs. We're doing that. Oh, you have Jesus. <laughs> I'm just, you can do it with anything. When the lights now out. your daily affirmation with Herzog. Yeah. <laughs> with the lights out, yes, it's dangerous. Here we are now. Entertain us. I feel stupid and contagious. <laughs> a mulatto and albino. See, even that, that sounds like something from a Herzog film, doesn't it? Yeah, like you, you got to have something like cheery and upbeat. Uh, <laughs> Warner Herzog uh, speaking the rain connection. Um, <laughs> Someday you'll find it through a rainbow it connection. It's not easy. Being green. <laughs> yeah. I'm, walk, I'm walking oh. on sunshine. Whoa. I'm walking on oh, sunshine. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it time to feel good? You, you kind of like lean on the sort of like the back of your throat, the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and if you can speak with that sort of intonation throughout pretty much anything and just throw in like a, you know, an okay German accent, you got the, it. The death rattle. like <laughs> I invented I invented a machine that converts water into food. I call it the Flizmissner <laughs> the weather report for today is cloudy with a chance of meatballs <laughs> meatballs <laughs> oh Jesus Christ <laughs> Warner Herzog if you ever listen to this which I don't think you will but if you do we're sorry <laughs> we love you <laughs> oh wonderful I just feel like if we had him on the show he would just be like I don't find this amusing at all <laughs> <laughs> D- 
do you think it's funny me saying happy he joyful? <laughs> Where's that son of a bitch, yeah, James I mean, Rambo? He is one hundred percent a man who understands like his place in pop culture, which is yeah. one of the best things about him. Yeah, I mean, for him to agree to come on uh, Parks and Rec and do the that scene in exactly that way shows that he gets it. Yeah, faux show. But that's going to wrap us up, guys, for another episode of Mike on the Mic. Our guest was Mr. James Rambo. He's really not a guest as, as so much like a, uh, a constant contributor of wonderful and fantastic things on anything GGR related. In fact, go buy his artwork. He is a beautiful, fantastic artist. Uh, in fact, I'm looking at his uh, Daredevil print that he was nice enough to give me for my birthday. It's one of my favorite birthday presents I've ever gotten. Uh, you guys can get it as well. He's got his own Etsy shop. Hey, Rambo, where can folks pick up your art? Well, uh, you can find me on uh, on Etsy at Art of James Rambo. I believe it's etsy.com slash shop slash Art of James Rambo. Um, you can always find me on the Twitters and uh, pretty much everywhere else as uh, at Rambozis, R-A-M-B-O-Z-S. Um, and yeah, on occasion, I'm, I'm to be found here on GTR. You are, indeed. And... We appreciate that about you. Uh, but guys, thanks again for tuning in. As always, we appreciate you. We appreciate the listeners. We appreciate you guys reading the website. Again, that website, it's greatgeekrefuge.com. Check out all of our other podcasts. There's this one, Mike on the Mic. There's GGR Pirate Radio. There's uh, The Overflow with MC Brooks. There's Stop Me If You Heard This. Plus, we've got some nice throwbacks uh, as well, where we have the first season of GGR that we ever did, where it was horrible and awful, and we were still learning how to edit audio and things like that. Um, but it was fun times. Uh, guys, again, thank you so much for being part of what we do. We always appreciate that. And as always, for myself, for James Rambo, for all of us here at GGR, thank you so much. And don't be a juice bag. Just one look at you. And I know it's gonna be a Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, boy!